to Datsuk. What a move! Right in! Oh. Scores! Wow. Oh, but Datsuk in deep! That's a beauty! Heisman moving blue line. Chance scores! You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Octopi Hockey Town with your host, Austin Goodman. Hello, Octopiers, and welcome to the 16th edition of Octopi Hockey Town. I am your host, as always, Austin Goodman, bringing you the latest information on everything Detroit Red Wings. This week's show is going to answer some questions and give a little bit of perspective. Through the first 10 minutes of the show, we're going to look at the lines. We're going to go line by line, and we're going to see what the Red Wings starting lineup is going to look like going into the 2014-2015 season. And then we're going to take a shift in gears at 13 minutes through the show, we're going to discuss the remaining questions of this offseason and what the Red Wings have to do to be able to compete at the highest capability for the team come training camp and into the preseason as well as the regular season. But guys, the starting lineup, let's start this episode off right, and that is with the very first line projected for the 2014-2015 season. We have at left wing Henrik Zetterberg, center Pavel Datsuk, and on the right wing, Daniel Alfredson. And that is strictly if Daniel Alfredson decides to re-sign with the Red Wings as the unrestricted free agent that he is. So guys, this very first line with Pavel, Henrik, and Alfredson, we've seen on multiple occasions how dynamic the Euro Twins can be. And of course, with somebody else, 41-year-old Daniel Alfredson, sorry about that, Daniel Alfredson being there to help out with that line, that is just even more um, even more statistics to be able to put up on the board. Let's keep in mind, in 45 games last year, Zetterberg had 48 points. Pavel Datsuk also played in 45 games, and he had 37 points. So guys, just take into consideration, if these two players are playing in 82 games throughout the season, that could be a potential 70-80 points for each of those two players on that first line. And let's also keep into consideration with Daniel Alfredson's 31 assists with out Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg out there to feed the puck to. Honestly, Daniel Alfredson could be getting 45 or 50 assists within last season with those 68 games that he played. So take all that into consideration. You have one of the best first lines in the NHL, guys. You know, even compared to a player like Sidney Crosby, um, you know, matching up with Evgeny Malkin, let's say. Um, obviously, we know that those two players don't play in the same line. But if they did, I would say two on two, Hank and Pav would beat Crosby and Malkin simply because Pavel Datsuk is a two-way player. He's one of the best two-way players in the game. Let's be honest, he has more steals than he does goals throughout the entire season, and that, to me, is impressive just because he's playing so much solid defense out there. All right, and Henrik Zetterberg, you know what, guys? He is more of a team player than he is just a goal scorer. Let's keep in mind, he had double the amount of assists than he did goals. He had 16 goals 32 assists, which accumulated for those 48 points in only 45 games. That is your captain right there saying that he is the best player on the ice. You can even compete and say that Pavel Datsuk is the best, one of the best players in the entire world. So if those two players are out there and they are playing 
37 more games in your regular season, that is a lot more points that are going to be shelled out between those two players. And that is just your first line going into 2014-2015. The biggest thing with that line, those three players, is, is that they need to stay healthy. All right, that is the biggest situation right now is that those three players need to be able to stay healthy throughout the entire regular season. And if Daniel Alfreds and Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg cannot stay healthy, that is when the Red Wings are going to start to st- be, they're going to begin their fall off. All right, these three players need to be active throughout the entire season. You know, Daniel Alfredson with his recurring back issue that keeps on plaguing him. It's in his lower back. That is where most of your stress is going to come from when you're playing in 18 NHL seasons going on your 19th. We talked about this in the last podcast of Octopi. It was episode 15, and I said that, you know, 35 years of playing time for Daniel Alfredson and 18 of those going to be 19, hopefully, will be in the NHL. That is why this back problem is so prominent for Alfredson right now. He's 41 years old. He's an older gentleman in the NHL, and he needs to be able to fully understand that his back is not ever going to be where it was before, of course, when he first started, but if he's not healthy enough, he's not going to be willing to risk it, and he's just going to want to continue to live out his life. He doesn't want something that's going to affect him for the rest of his life, but guys, that's just the first line. I want to move now to the second line where it's Gustav Nyquist on the left, Stephen Weiss, who you know most people have not even seen yet. At center, he only played in 26 games last year and had four points. The guy had a sports hernia uh, injury that was affecting him the entire season. He missed the playoffs. He missed basically the entire season, um, minus those 26 games that I said. Uh, But he only accumulated for four points. This is a guy that the Red Wings picked up from Florida. He's their number one point getter of all time for the Florida Panthers. He was their assistant captain. So you would think that coming off an injury... And being able to play again, hopefully he can produce the same amount of points that he produced for the Florida Panthers. Now, guys, that I would call that a little bit of a stretch, um, but you have to understand the full capability of Stephen Weiss. And then somebody that I haven't even said yet on the right side is Johan Franzen. But, you know, I kind of just want to go back to Stephen Weiss. Let's keep in mind this is a player that in 08 09. Um, right after the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup. He had 14 goals, 47 to 6, and 61 points in 78 games. And most recently, I would say his best season to date would be 80 games played in 2011-2012, accumulating 57 points off of 20 goals and 37 assists. I would say those are pretty good numbers. Um, Obviously, it doesn't compare to something like Pavel or Hank um, of their past because, you know, Obviously, we all know that Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg both um, have had very stellar um, NHL careers. Keep in mind, in that same 08-09 season, Pavel Datsuk had 97 points, 32 goals, and 65 assists. He hasn't put up any numbers like that since 2011-2012. Honestly, he hasn't played in the amount of games that he's played since. You know, he, he had consistency from 06 to the... 2010, he played in 79 games in 06-07, um, 82 in 07-08, 
he played in 81 and 08, 09. And then in 09, uh, 2010, he played in 80 games. And then 2010, 2011, 56, 11, 12, 70, uh, 12, 13, 47, and then 13, 14, 45. So he is sliding down. Hopefully, Pavel Datsu can get back out on the ice. But that's not who we're even talking about right now. We're talking about this guy, Stephen Weiss. And Stephen Weiss, in between Gustav Nyquist and Johan Franzen, we're actually going to bring up Franzen later on in the show, that guy is a massive asset for goal scoring. Johan Franzen is a big clutch player that needs to bring it back and step it up. Gustav Nyquist last season, you know, he brought his good stuff. Gustav Nyquist was fourth on the leaders list for the Red Wings last season in only 57 games, not because of injury, but because he was brought up later in the season. The guy had 28 goals and 20 assists. He's a goal scorer. And somebody like, you know, Steven Weiss, who loves to hand that puck off, as we see through his statistics in his latest season with 37 assists, you can see how he could really feed the puck to Gustav Nyquist and Johan Franzen. Um, and that's just your second line. On your third line, there are still studs that we're talking about here. You got Thomas Tatar, Riley Shahan, Thomas Yurko. We got Riley Shahan in the middle, middle of those two youngsters that are so dynamic. I think that Thomas Yurko is going to be one of the best Red Wings coming out of this youthful group that has stepped up for the Red Wings recently. Um, Thomas Tatar, as well, obviously, you know, the guy's a stud. Like, he absolutely played his heart out last year in 73 games for the Wings, 19 goals and 20 assists. Basically, his first NHL season. He had two seasons before that where he hit the ice and had 27 or 25 games played, something like that. Um, but, you know, he did not pop off like he popped off last year. Um, and then for the fourth line, Justin Applicator on your left with Danny Cleary on the right interchangeably for two players like, you know, Miller, Glendening, even Anthony Mantha that we've talked about multiple times. And then at your center position, Darren Helm, somebody who is quick, fast, smart, and a great penalty killer as well. I just want to put that out there because um, we're not even talking special teams. We're going to leave special teams for later. We're going to bring uh, Tony Granato into the in, into the whole perspective and see how he's going to be able to help uh, the Red Wings. That'll be next episode. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that next week. But I just want to keep focused on uh, the starting lineups for five-on-five -five play. And I kind of want to go to the defense now when you have a three different pairings, three pretty solid defensemen. All right, everybody's been kind of skeptical, and obviously that's because of injury. If you lose players like, you know, let's say, let's call two out. Brendan Smith and Jonathan Erickson, you have two massive holes where, you know, younger players are going to need to step up, Ryan Sproyle or Xavier Olette, to try to fill those holes. But on your third line, you have a third line that's kind of weak on defense with Kyle Quincy and Jakob Kindle. That third pair really did not shape out well last season. Um, both of them were you know, pretty low on the list um, when it comes to productivity, when it comes to uh, you know their plus-minus. Jakob Kindle was minus four last season, and Kyle Quincy was minus five. And also, let's keep in mind, Quincy had 88 penalty minutes last season the guy just kept on getting penalties he kept on making really poor mistakes um that definitely affected the wings all of last season um i mean 88 penalty minutes compared to your next lowest or next highest which is 68 from brendan smith and then 44 from nicholas cronwall quincy is doubling the person that is in third place for highest penalty minutes that is not good. Kyle Quincy needs to get his mind back together. And with 
a raise in the offseason. Um, I, I, it just bothers me that he's getting a raise in the offseason. He shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, with your first-line pair of Cronwall and Smith and then a second-line Erickson DeKaiser, hopefully DeKaiser, the RFA, re-signs with the Red Wings. Um, you know, we'll talk about that later in the show. And then Kyle Quincy, Jakob Kindle, your starting goaltenders, Jimmy Howard, and your backup is Jonas Gustafsson. Of course, your third option, Peter Morazic, who just got that extension as well. Um, so your expected fill-ins, basically, on offense would be Drew Miller, Luke Lundening, and Anthony Mantha. Those are your starting three that would ever fill in. I would put Drew Miller right next to Darren Helm on that fourth line. And obviously, if somebody like Stephen Weiss can't fill out, you know, fill out the year, you trade somebody like Riley Sheehan up to the second line and put somebody like Luke Lennoning on the third line in between Thomas Tatar and Thomas Yurko, players that he knows that he can play with as he's played with them in the AHL. So, you know, the Red Wings have been quoted saying Ken Holland, Mike Babcock have been saying that they don't want to put Anthony Mantha out there too quickly. Um, but if you see somebody like Johan Franzen or Gustav Nyquist or even a player like Daniel Alfredson doesn't decide to come back and re-sign with the Red Wings, you could potentially see a lot out of Anthony Mantha this season. He personally has been quoted saying he wants to be able to go out there and produce for the Red Wings this season. He thinks he's ready for NHL ice this season. And hopefully the guy is right. Honestly, I would love to see Anthony Mantha out there wearing that winged wheel because he would impress everybody out there. 120 points in juniors is not a joke. I've said that multiple times. Regardless of the league, if you're getting 120 points in 57 games, that is extremely impressive. All right, if you double 57, all right, guys, double 57 for me, all right? And you tell me what, what that comes out to, all right? Double 57, ready? All right, that comes to 114. He, if you double the amount of games that he played, he, you still would not reach the amount of points that the guy accumulated through that regular season, and that is just incredible. That means that he averaged more than two points every single game that he played. If in 82 games he can produce 70 points or 60 points, 50 points to the Red Wings, that's still more than any single person on last year's point leaders list. That's why a player like Anthony Mantha could really step up. And that's why I keep on saying it is because comparatively, and I know it's the NHL, I know it's a completely different animal in the NHL, but a player like Anthony Mantha could really have his time and opportunity to step up. But guys, looking at these lineups, the lineup is not bad. You have your top six forwards, your top nine forwards are four or are nine forwards that can really produce for you. And if they stay healthy, they could really be showstoppers. All the players on the Red Wings, and I've said this for years, they're great players. They really are. For the past couple seasons, it has been injury issues and injury issues alone. And it really sucks to be able to watch that um, because these players want to play. Henrik Zetterberg wants to play. You know, Pavel Datsuk wants to play. They clearly played well. Well, Hank and Pav played well in the playoffs. If they had a little bit more time under the belts, maybe they would have been able to get past a Boston team. But they were a little bit, you know, Boston was just too strong for the Red Wings last year. But guys, 
that's your lineup going into 2014, 2015. Those are your fill-in spots. We talked about Miller, Glennoning, and Mantha, Sproil, and Olet. All five of those players could potentially come in and fill in holes for the Red Wings next season. Um, but now I just I, I want to shift gears, as we said in the intro. Uh, we're shifting gears at, fit, at 16 minutes into the show, not 13. We added three minutes onto that last discussion. Um, so... Right here is where it's going to begin. The remaining offseason questions. My first question is Daniel Alfredson. All right. Let's keep in mind that Thomas Tatar was re-signed. But they still need to make a deal with Danny DeKaiser before they can discuss anything with Daniel Alfredson. So they just have over $5 million left in cap space before DeKaiser there may not be room for Daniel Alfredson. That is an absolute problem. We have to keep in mind that Alfredson just keeps waiting and waiting and waiting. Detroit needs to clear out roster and cap space to be able to be able to even suggest something to Daniel Alfredson. He has a right-handed shot. It still makes him very, very, very potent. To other defenses. I would say personally, to be able to move Daniel Alfredson into the Red Wings lineup, it would make him not only the 14th forward on the roster, which I already have him included, all right, in the starting lineups, but Daniel Alfredson needs to be able to get into this lineup. He's 41 years old, 18 goals last year, 49 points. That is what you need. All right, and keep on waiting, keep on waiting, keep on waiting. There might not be enough cap space for this guy. You're basically splitting it down the middle, 2.5 to Danny DeKaiser and 2.5 to Daniel Alfredson. This is a situation now where the Red Wings might not have enough cap space to be able to round out their roster like they wanted to. As for a right-handed defenseman, after the most uneventful free agency I've seen in a very long time and having to re-sign Kyle Quincy, who is left for you to pick up? Buffalo's Tyler Myers, Washington's Mike Green, top of the trade options for the Red Wings, but nothing has come up yet. All right? Jakob Kinda would be your number one person to trade away, but they would also want a player like Anthony Mantha. Is that worth it? I don't know. Question marks, question marks are everywhere. Without cap space, how can you even come close to accommodating somebody like Myers or Green? Detroit won't be able to make enough out of what they have in cap space and to be able to give out. Trading Kindle with the limited amount of cap space, I, I don't know. It, it's just hard. It's really, really hard because Jakob Kindle is not that great of a player. He, you know, honestly, I believe that Kindle is a pretty good asset to trade away, but it would have to be included with the other assets to get anything decent. And I don't think anybody is going to want to go for that. He might be tied with Daniel Alfredson, and I wouldn't want to see that either. Even if he isn't tied with a youngster, Daniel Alfredson, your number one point getter last year, and the only one that was an older veteran besides Nicholas Cronwall that could say consistent. Um, obviously, Cronwall was the most consistent last year, played 79 games for the Wings. But, guys, the team, there are three things that need to happen right this second. Alfredson needs to resign. Quite frankly, quite 
frankly, I would rather have Daniel Alfredson for one season than Danny DeKaiser for one season. All right? I want to be able to make an offer to both of these guys. All right? And Jakob Kindle trading him away for a younger player, yeah, that'd be a good idea. But you know what? I don't know if the Red Wings have that kind of cap space. The right-handed defender, it might be out for this time of the season. It might come back into, into play later on in the season towards the trade deadline, but I don't know if it's going to happen before the regular season. Jakob Kindle, who knows what's going to happen with the guy. I would say he's your number one trade option, but the Red Wings might keep him the entire season. Will Danny D resign? Who knows? He's a former Western Bronco. He's entering his second full year in the NHL. He needs to be compensated. He needs to be compensated for playing at, you know, your number two defensive. Well, he's a number four defensive role, but on your second defensive line starting in the NHL for the Red Wings, he's going to want a good number next to his name for an annual salary. That's what he wants. Any player in the NHL, that's what he wants. He has been a massive force, almost a staple of the Red Wings the last two years because he was so good coming out of his junior year of college. He's a significant part of Detroit's future, 24 years old. That's it. He's among one of the best defensemen on the team right now. All right? Danny DeKaiser being re-signed, yes. A couple minutes ago, I said that I would rather have Daniel Alfredson for one year than Danny DeKaiser. Yes, that's just because I would, you know, the Red Wings are kind of going down off of this Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Zetterberg, Nicholas Cronwall era and stepping up into the era of Tatar, Nyquist, Yurko, Sheehan, Mantha. And then on your back end, Sproil, Olet, you know, X, Y, Z, Q, whatever you want to bring into this. DeKaiser wants to be with the team next year. And I think that he's going to make an adjustment with this salary cap to be able to be on that team next year and also understand the importance of having Daniel Alfredson. One big thing about Danny DeKaiser is that he's a very intelligent, intelligent young man, and he fully understands what is happening with the Red Wings. He fully understands what is happening with himself, and he fully understands what's going on within the organization Ultimately, the NHL in any sport really is a business, okay? And when your business is starting to fall, your employees need to start making shifts. And your employees are your players. And I think that these players are going to make a shift to be able to have the roster that they want going into next year. But, guys, that's those are the only questions that are left. All right, we already talked about the lineups for next year. They're looking good. If Alfredson resigns, they are looking real good. If Danny DeKaiser gets that um, restricted free agent signing, yes, that would be even better. Let's keep in mind, there are players that still even need to bounce back off of a poor year from last season. And that player, Johan Franzen. And this is the last thing I want to talk about in this episode, guys, because we're getting a little bit over time here. Um, but going into next year and a really bounce back, Johan Franzen needs to step up his game. He needs to be able to bring out consistency for the entire season. At the stage in the he's at a completely different stage of his career than anybody even understands. The Wings can't teach him anything more. 
He has to bring out the mule. He needs to bring out a healthier season. He needs to be able to reach 20 goals, be over 50-plus points, stay on the ice very healthy. Franzen was not the only injured wing last year. Obviously, Zetterberg and Datsuk each missed 37 games, but 41 points, he was at his lowest in more than 54 games since 2007-2008. He's 34 years old. The mule... Played in 54 games last year and only had 41 points. 16 goals, 25 assists. He is your number six forward. Your right wing on your second line needs to be able to step up heavily. And especially if the wings don't re-sign Daniel Albertson or Danny DeKaiser, then he really needs to step up for next season. And that's the biggest issue for me with players that are already contracted is a player like the mule can a player like the mule you know go toe for toe with the contract that he signed just a few years ago Johan Franzen seems as though he doesn't have the old tricks that he used to have but hopefully he can bring it out hopefully he can get 20 goals and 50 plus points because that's what you need out of a player like Johan Franzen that is what you need out of Johan Franzen and that's just the bottom line. For players like, you know, Thomas Tatar, Gustav Nyquist, Stephen Weiss to be able to flourish at all, Johan Franzen needs to have the type of seasons he was having in 2010, 2011, you know, 2011, 2012. He played in 76 and then 77 games in those two seasons, had 55, 56 points in, or, you know, between those two seasons. He had 55 points in 2010-2011, and then 2011-2012, he had 56. He hasn't even played in 56 games since then. He had 41 games in 2012-2013, 31 points. The guy needs to be a little bit more consistent. He needs to get back onto the ice, and he needs to prove himself for the contract that he got a few years back. So ultimately... Take away this from this podcast, this week's edition from Octopi, guys. A, the Red Wings need to work together with DeKaiser and Alfredson to be able to re-sign both of those players. The right-handed defender, get it out of your head. I don't think it's happening until the trade trade deadline at the very earliest. All right, and third, third and finally, if the Red Wings decide to trade, there really needs to be consideration. Who do you want to give up? Who from this Red Wings team can give more or can give less than whoever the Red Wings are trying to pick up? And that's all. Those are the things that you need to take away. But guys, thank you very much for joining us yet again on another beautiful edition of Octopi Hockey Town. We're going to be back again per usual next week. Once again, coming from my home in West Bloomfield, Michigan. If you are interested in more information on Octopi Hockey Town or the Detroit Red Wings or hey, any other Detroit or Michigan State sport, you can go to www.impact89fm.org sports, and you can also listen to the only live sports debate radio show in all of East Lansing, The Pact, every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. For the Octopi team, I'm Austin Goodman saying, guys, make sure you have a wonderful week and try to stay out of this brutal rain that is coming down right now. Guys, thank you, and have a good one. Bye-bye.